Yo guys, what is going on? It's just Matt here doing a pre-intro to the intro. This week's podcast is actually a bonus podcast because normally we put a podcast out every Tuesday, but obviously you are receiving this on Friday. The reason for that is the guitarist of the band Pissed, which is the podcast you're about to listen to, is doing Sober October for Macmillan Cancer. Uh, There is a link to the show notes. There's a link to the... There is a link to the Macmillan giving page in the show notes. If you give that some love and send some money to Macmillan Cancer, that would be greatly appreciated. Cheers, guys. Thank you for the love, and we'll see you on the other side. Cheers. Yo guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Polly podcast. Hope everybody is doing well today, wherever you're listening to us in the web. Um, yeah, we like to thank you very, very much for listening. And thank you for the support the podcast received the last couple of weeks. The podcast has been flying. We've had some amazing guests and this week is no exception. I've got with me uh, vocalist Dave and John, guitarist, <laughs> the guitarist John, should I say, of the band Pissed. How are you guys? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, good, thanks, man. Good, good, good. Um, so we like to kind of start these uh, chats and conversations off in the same way. Um, obviously, the last 18 months, two years, has been pretty hectic uh, with COVID and everything. How's it been for you guys, both sort of personally and, and as a band? Uh, it's actually worked in our favour in some ways, because we got another guitarist and wrote a completely new album, but we <laughs> released an album... At- just before the pandemic, which completely fell on its arse because of it. Oh, sugar, that's not so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, we had we had plans to uh, to go out and obviously promote Hales, the uh, last record we released. But yeah, with everything everything that happened, that that wasn't to be. But like John just said, uh, we got in another guitarist, decided to start writing again rather than sit on the set on the previous release and wait to get to tour that so I, I mean thankfully not too bad for us yeah for sure I was going to say I've had a, spoken to obviously a few different bands and things on the podcast and they've sort of said very similar when when you're a creative person and you're sort of put in a box because of COVID and not allowed to leave your house and things like that, you sort of become very creative because, like you say, if you're forced into a corner, generally speaking, you have to get out of it. So it's quite... (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, going back to sort of the beginning uh, of your sort of musical upbringing, if you like, what was uh, sort of being played uh, around the house and things like that? Your sort of parents' musical? Did you have old brother and sisters that got you into music? How did it sort of start for you guys? Uh, for me, it was my dad. He was always listening to like Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath. Um, oh. And then when I started to pay attention was when I heard Nevermind by Nirvana. Fantastic. Uh, that stuck and then eventually moved on to Metallica and then heavier stuff from that. I had, um, I had, there was the Beatles who like, oh. were, uh, like still huge for me to this day. Um, there's stuff like Queen, Dire Straits, uh, Fleetwood Mac, um, and I kind of I went on to discover heavy stuff for myself. I didn't really have uh, like John had his dad playing in Metallica and stuff like that. Mm. I'm not sure my dad's even bloody mm. heard of Metallica. Well, he, he probably has, you know what I mean. But 
uh, he won't be able to name a song. It's quite, it's quite sort of interesting and telling that the guitarist is more into the riff stuff, and yeah. the vocalist has sort of got more of an, an eclectic taste, sort of, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that's very telling. <laughs> I've um, never thought of it. Yeah, I've never thought of it like that. I, I mean, I can't sing anything like uh, <laughs> the band Freddie Mercury or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite that talented. No, for sure, for sure. Um. What would you say would be the main sort of musical influences for the band then? Because I, I was listening to your records today and I think you're very sort of hard to describe, uh, at least to me personally. So what, what would you say your musical influences and where do they come from? In the beginning, it was it was mostly like New Orleans sludge. Mm. Uh, but now we've started adding like black metal and even death metal on this new record. So it's quite quite hard to answer. It's a bit of everything now. Yeah, I think, like John said, when we were starting out, I mean, John had a load of riffs that he'd kind of written in his bedroom that were that kind of New Orleans-y, southern rocky metal kind of stuff. But as we grew as a band, because I think we'd, we'd only had like a, a practice or two or something, and we went into the studio and recorded these, um, the songs on the first first EP we put out. But as the band grew, we kind of started adding the different genres we were into because we didn't really want to be pigeonholed or anything like that. And you, we, we never really set out to write a kind of certain style or anything like that. We just wanted to write the stuff, you know, that we enjoyed yeah, writing and playing. Yeah, hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. And like you say, if you, if you're not enjoying what you write, then you know, uh, heaven forbid, if Metallica don't like Enter Sandman because they've got to play that for the rest of their life. <laughs> they knew when they wrote that song, they've got to play that for the rest of their lives. So exactly, if you if you're not enjoying what you what you're playing, it's um, yeah, it's not much point doing it. <laughs> so is it sort of a collaborative process in terms of writing? Is it you you come in with a rift and then a, a melody or how how does it sort of work with you guys? Yeah, definitely now it's more collaborative because I used to just turn up with four songs and then other people learn it. Whereas now uh, we all I usually just turn up to the practice room with a few riffs and then make a song from there rather than going with a full song. I think as well with like um, we've kind of flown ideas about over like WhatsApp and stuff like that and then. People have been writing at home and then when we get into the room, we try and tie it all together. And then there'll be stuff that's just written when we're in the room and stuff like that. So everyone, everyone's involved in it, 100%. Fantastic stuff, because I see some people, like you say, they sort of tend to focus uh, one particular person does a lot of riffs and then they'll sort of be bring things in so that's that's cool um yeah you spoke about obviously releasing hails just before the pandemic um obviously that how 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 was that obviously you said that it was a bit of a flop to uh, because of the pandemic and things but yeah how did how did you find recording that that record uh, recording was really good we went with chris fielding uh who we've recorded everything with so far mm-hmm um, when it came out, it was actually really well received because we we added a load of new styles into the mix and people started to take us a bit more seriously. The only reason it was a flop was because we couldn't tour after yeah, it was out. Sure. This show and then like two other gigs and then that was it. Yeah, like John said, it it was well received, but it's just when you can't get out there and actually do it and yeah. you know get 
the reaction you get from touring, going around all different places and stuff like that, seeing uh, seeing how people feel about it and stuff. But the recording process of it was great. I, it was defo because uh, we went to Fall Studio to do that one, and the last um, the two before had been Skyhammer, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, going going to Fall Studio um, was a great experience. So. The recording side was ace, just the events that followed afterwards, but, you know, we couldn't foresee them. No, for sure, for sure. In terms of, obviously, touring, you guys played uh, Bloodstock this year. Um, how was that for you guys? Because I, I was in the crowd and it looked pretty packed, So, and then you guys sounded absolutely great. So, yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. It was a great set. So, yeah, yeah how, how was that for you guys? I had, I had an absolute blast. Um I mean, I'd not turned up till the day before with uh, Andy, our drummer. Mm. Uh, John, had, John had been there from the, the Wednesday, so uh, nice. I think he was feeling yeah. it a bit more than <laughs> we were. Got there on Wednesday, played on Sunday. I didn't sleep till for the first nights, at least. So nice. I got a bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we yeah we enjoyed it. The reception was uh, the reception was great. Uh, and like you said, the tent tent looked pretty pretty packed. So yeah, and it's you know it's an honour to play things like Bloodstock, which for me is the best uh, UK festival going. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I could yeah. I couldn't agree more on that. I had um, Adam uh, Gregory, the uh, one of the directors on the podcast uh, before the festival, and yeah, you can just tell the absolute love that goes into making that festival. It's um yeah, it's it's really something. But, and it was it was just great after the eighteen months of shit we'd been through, just to be back in a field with everyone, you know, seeing people we'd not seen for yeah. two years and stuff like that. So yeah, it was an absolute blast and an honour as always. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so in terms of, do you guys have a particular favourite uh, sort of region, I guess is the word? Sort of, because I know a lot of bands, where are you guys from? You're from the north, am I right in thinking that? From um, Bury, north Manchester. Yes, I thought it was Manchester. Because Manchester's got quite a sort of a hub of, of hot bands and things coming out of there. And yeah. I'm, I'm from the Arsenal of nowhere, I'm from Norwich. So we do get occasionally some gigs go through there, but uh, not like you guys up north. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm a fan of Scotland. We're really well received in Scotland for some reason, but um, there isn't really anywhere I don't like playing. Mm. No, I mean, I, I love visiting all the different cities and towns we do when we're touring. I wouldn't say music-wise there's any anywhere that I think... To, I mean, the, the whole UK scene at the moment for me is... Uh, is really really strong. I think you saw that in terms of uh, the lineup with Bloodstock when so many bands had dropped out and stuff like that because of travel restrictions. Um, and I mean, it's predominantly UK and a few European bands, yeah. wasn't it? If I'm right, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I think it's I think it's strong strong throughout at the moment. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the thing. There's a lot of obviously when a festival 
to uh, festival posters sort of come out and things. There's always a lot of American and, and European bands, but we have such uh, homegrown talent here in the UK that it's it's criminal sometimes that bands like yourself often sort of get overlooked and things because you're not sort of the big name that's on the poster. But again, if people just look down and, and go on Spotify, that's the thing. Music is so readily available. Like, there's no excuses for a lot of the time. I think people are starting to wake up to that a little bit as well, like, um, which, you know, is a positive. Mm. Definitely, 100%, 100%. Um, yeah, so, do you guys have, this is going to sound like a question, do you guys have any sort of pre-gig routines or rituals? Because I know some bands, they do like a huddle and things like that. Is it kind of your your, your scene or not really? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to drink too yeah. much. <laughs> it used to be get as drunk as possible, and now it's let's not get that drunk. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we we're all we're all fond of having a having a drink and stuff like that. But mm. now I think we just tend to catch up uh, with whoever we're on the bill with and stuff like that. Uh, just hang out, take it easy, talk to people, have a have a few beers to mm. just get us in the mood and stuff like that but in terms of rituals now we're not sacrificing any uh, <laughs> animals or uh, doing any like huddles or anything like that that being said um have you guys what's the craziest thing you've guys seen at a festival you haven't got to name the band if you, if you have got anything uh, <laughs> a crowd uh, obviously i've seen extreme in czech republic i saw a naked guy with corn on the cock shoved up his ass <laughs> Weirdest thing I've seen. I don't think it was. I think uh, the uh, it was the crowd surfing portal at Brutal Assault. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was. Wow. That's amazing. So I have a couple of questions for that. Just thinking about that for a second. The naked guy, like, fine, be naked, whatever. The thing shoving up your bum, if that's your thing, fair enough. But where are you getting sweet corn from? Uh, like going on a cob at a festival. Festivals are renowned for burgers and nothing more. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, he, he's probably he's probably bright. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's planned that, which is the fucking really bizarre thing. Definitely, and I've, I was gonna say, carrying a portaloo is um, yeah, that's oof, the mind boggles having to carry that, especially obviously because you keep it upright, it's okay. But put it on his side, you got shit going everywhere, and that's boom. <laughs> Got a lax playing, so it was probably that was probably all staged as well, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. Quite like corn on the cob in the ass. <laughs> corn of the cob in the ass. I might keep that as the as the title of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, uh, do you have a dream tour if you were to pick? So yourself on a bill with uh, another two bands. You can either be headliner or sub, whichever you want, where you want to put yourself. Well, uh, how many bands are we allowed to pick? Two, but like my main dream would be to open Metallica's tour. Like, I don't think it gets much better than that. Um, I'm not even that much of a Metallica fan, fan. I just think that's when you've made it. And I've seen other bands in that position, and I just wish that was me. Oh, uh, what would mine be? Jesus. Uh, mine would be uh, for Dark Throne to play live <laughs> <laughs> again. Uh, they'd they'd certainly headline, and um, you know someone someone called from the underground like um, Hell Ripper, um, Midnight, uh, 
Just two, though. Um, it depends on size. Mm. I mean, well, size. it's a dream. It's a dream lineup. So, <laughs> yeah, the band's Dark Throne and I'll, I'll go Metallica I'll go. and Allison Chains and then us. Beautiful, I mean, beautiful. I love it. Um, so what are you guys currently listen to at the moment? Because as I said, Spotify is everywhere. You can access everything. Um, and with that, a lot of people just go to the same old classics they know and love. So I try to promote bands, big and small, um, for other bands to listen to. So what are you guys checking out at the minute? I've um, I've been blasting the new Heavy Sentence record. Uh, they're good friends of ours. Always listen to a load of Hell Ripper. Uh, Aggressive Perfect, uh, Burial, um, and then a lot of like classic stuff like Discharge, and you know, uh, I just got a anti Symmetrics record through the post today. Uh, all, all sorts, but we defo always always listen to a, a lot of stuff that's going on in the underground, and mm. it's bad. The new. Uh, the newest Bone Hunter records really bloody good. They're a, a Finnish kind of speedy metal band. Like we've all been on, on a bit of a malevolence hype at the moment. Yeah, malevolence. I'm li- uh, I was going to say I'm literally talking to Josh from Malevolence tomorrow afternoon. So for the pod, yeah, so uh, we went to their uh, video shoot over in uh, Sheffield the other day. They had uh, this gig on that, and that was. That one was, of the best gigs. Yeah, straight up one of the best gigs I've I've ever witnessed in my life. Them guys are uh, killing it at the moment. And they are they are working so so hard. It's yeah. um it's <laughs> so I've got a friend who's like a super fan of Malevolence and um since I started doing the podcast and having guests on, they've literally said to me, Get Malevolence, get Malevolence and I've been talking to Josh for months, just trying to get a break in his schedule to go just sit down for five minutes and let me talk to you. <laughs> So I, I finally get it's finally happened tomorrow. So we, I'm looking forward we, to it. We caught them at uh, Bloodstock as well, and mm. they they levelled the place. They were absolutely a phenomenal bandman. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, so here's my idea for you guys. I want you guys to sell the band to my viewers, to my listeners. What would you sell? What would you sell about yourselves? Because obviously, audio podcast, but can't play music. So. Yeah, if you can. <laughs> I think coming uh, coming up with the next record that's going to be released, uh, we're looking at July. Yeah, July. Yeah, that's a bit of an exclusive because I'm not. <laughs> I don't even know if I was supposed to say that. Um, but that record's, you know, it's got a bit of everything. Um, I think it could. There'll, there'll definitely be something that every heavy metal fan lights on there um and it might introduce you into a few different genres of it as well and you know it's a bit fucked up sticking it all together and not trying to just yeah it's there's like black metal sections but people who don't even black metal like black metal will probably appreciate it people who don't even black metal (laughs) (laughs) do do you even black metal bro Awesome yeah. stuff, awesome stuff. Yeah, there's, there's everything. There's, you know, just uh, just fucking check us out. Yeah, definitely. If you guys weren't playing metal, what would you play? What would be your music? What would your other musical genre be if it wasn't metal? Um, 
I'd probably do some. Um, but I love I love punk and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's that's probably quite quite extreme too. It'd probably be some mad like Rocky Erickson yeah, kind of stuff. Country music, but yeah, I'll go for some like mad Rocky Erickson, like the evil one kind of uh, record kind of stuff. You know, some trips out. Yeah, man. Mad, mad rock and rock and roll kind of shit. Yeah, country music because you can relate a lot of stuff to metal, can't you? So country's mm. probably far away as I can get. Yeah, definitely, definitely. In terms of touring, have you guys got plans for touring for the rest of the year into next year and things, or anything that's announced at least? Yeah, uh, in April we're going on tour for six days. Three of them days is supporting a Danish band called Based, mm-hmm. and. The three dates are headline shows. Um, most of them dates are announced already. But uh, based based a really cool death metal band that uh, they're doing yeah. quite quite well at the moment. Everyone everyone listening should definitely check them out. Uh, real good quality death metal. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, so this is the, this is my fun. This is the most fun question I have. Uh, I like to think it is because it puts a puts people on the spot and it kind of it shows people's colours and it's great. Um, what is your musical controversial opinion? Now, to give you a little bit of context to that, I've had people say that Kylie uh, would be great for Bloodstock. That was from Adam from Bloodstock. I've had people diss Deftones, Iron Maiden. Um, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, I, 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 which one, which one are you worrying about? We'll see if we. I, I, I made it. And I couldn't give a shit about Deftones, but John likes Deftones. Yeah, totally. uh, so, um, the guy, the guy who said Deftones. I pretty much just walked off the podcast. I'm like, right, I'm done. I don't want to, don't want to play this game anymore. Um, no, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's um, quite funny. So, yeah, do you guys have a? It doesn't have to be controversial, but just an opinion that you people go like, oh shit, like. But again, it's your opinion, so you can't be wrong. That's that's the joy of it as well. <laughs> the first thing that came to my head is I think Anthrax are better than Megadeth. Oh well, I'd, I'd go along with that because I think Megadeth is shit. <laughs> I yeah, I was gonna say I'm not the biggest. I, I love thrash metal. Thrash metal is my one of my things, yeah. but Megadeth. So it's oh, yeah, Slayer, yeah. Metallica, Anthrax, Megadeth. I yeah, think yeah. worst out of the big four. Yeah, it's shocking. Dave Mustaine's. Fucking voices. I don't dislike him. I just don't think. I think Exodus should be there instead. Yeah, Exodus, hundred <laughs> percent. Supposedly, Megadave's a really nice guy. Supposedly, I've never never met the man, but apparently he's a really one, nice guy. One of our friends is a huge Megadeth fan. He's a uh, he's met him. He's been to the studio when they've been there. I think he's part of like the fan mm. fan club or whatever. And he yeah, he sings. Dave Mustaine's praises. I, I mean, it's nothing against the guy. Mm. I just I fucking think his band sucks. Well, yeah, definitely. I'd also add um, Testament into that big four uh, of being bands that should be part of the thrash big four. Cool. Yeah, what a band. What a band. It was the last band I saw before the pandemic hit. I got, um, I nearly got stuck in Paris, of all places. So I went to go and see, I was on holiday, went to go and see Testament play. They were great. And Exodus played that night as well. It was really good. And then came back on the Sunday, Tuesday morning, Paris had shut their borders. So it was like, yeah. <laughs> I got told I would... it's not too far to swim. So <laughs> I'd have stayed in Paris. Yeah, well, but... that, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say then? Uh, what? 
who about the Megadeth? Anthrax. Anthrax about the Megadeth, and I'll say Little Mix about the Megadeth. <laughs> I tell you what, Black Magic by Little Mix is a fucking banger. What a banger! Power is a great change. Yeah. Start with Stones, it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a banger. That's one that's on in the van all the time. Like if we're if we're going away, we need a little bit. Of... Yeah, we tend to avoid metal in the van, so we listen to like a lot of pop, <laughs> Florence and the Machine. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah. I have I have a similar thing. So like, um, January through to like April is kind of my winter playlist, if you like. So there's a lot of black metal things like that, and then summer is pure pop. Just anything pop that bangs. Autumn is like I'm I'm going to my opathy phase, and then back into black metal. <laughs> you know, if the song's good, it's good. It doesn't yeah. matter. You shouldn't be embarrassed of anything like fuck it if you like it, you I'm, like it. I'm a massive Taylor Swift fan as well, and if you look on the cover of our album Rhythm and Booze, she's actually on the front cover. Well uh, not yeah, a drawing. I'm not sure she got back to us when we requested <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I love that. See that's the thing as well. People think that metal's so like serious and, and po faced, which it can be, but also it's not because you guys proved that. Do you know what I mean? Like, having Taylor Swift the front, we, we used to, but we're still having fun all the time. I think when you write in, you write in the heavy music and stuff. You want it to be, you want it to be good and heavy and serious to a degree. But bloody hell, if you live your uh, if you live your life trying to be a serious tough guy, metalhead all the time, like. Fuck you. Like, you know what I mean? You can't yeah. frown all the fucking time. Some shit's got to give you a bit of fucking joy or something. So, someone should send that mantra to Iron, Mo- Iron Moody of uh, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, like, yeah, I'd be frowning all the time. I'd be upset if I played in them. <laughs> amazing, amazing, uh, guys! I'm gonna I'm not take too much more of your time, so I'm gonna start to round things up. But I want to ask you, what is music to you? What is this band to you? And yeah, uh, fun. It's what I spend most of my time outside of work thinking about. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean it's everything because uh, uh, we all we all work uh, we all work full time jobs, and you know, getting in the getting in the room with your best mates and stuff like that and making music and stuff, you know, it's everything. It gives you, it gives you a release. I think that we all need and stuff like that, uh, to get away from the nine to five bullshit. Uh, so yeah, everything really. Yeah. When you've got shows coming up as well, it always gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's having that in your, day-to-day life those um those gigs that you're gonna go and play you know if you're having a shitty day you can drag yourself out of it by looking at you know what's to come in the future and stuff like that so I, I think it's massive for each and every one of us to be fair definitely definitely and um, where's the best way to keep in touch with you guys and whatever you're doing is it facebook instagram that kind of thing um, Facebook, we're not that as, as active on, but we're always posting shit on Instagram. Um, usually us being drunk most of the time. But... Yeah, it's pretty much me and John around at my house <laughs> drinking beer. But not this month because he's, uh, 
he's doing Sober October, raising money for uh, Macmillan yeah. Cancer. So, John and John's a big fucking drinker. So <laughs> this is quite a big deal. And I'm sat here having a can <laughs> in front of me right now. <laughs> so fantastic! If you send me over the link to the Macmillan, I'll put it in the show notes so people right. can go and to, to send some money to um to help the cause. So amazing. Yeah, that's grand. That's awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for your time. Um, we're going to do the quote-unquote fake goodbye, um, and then I'll just obviously tell you when the podcast comes out and that kind of stuff. But yeah, awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It has been an absolute pleasure. Pissed, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Cheers, you, guys. Man. Bye. Bye.